The following recording is from the previous cycle. Today's daf is Kedushin daf Chof Hey, and we're about 20 lines from the bottom of daf Chof Dalet Amid Beis, Tonu Rabbanon. So today's daf is the last daf in the sugya of Avodim, and specifically the sugya of Evet Knani. So the Mishnah and Daf Chof Beis Amid Beis said, Evet Knani nikna bekesef mechanically, how an Evakinani would be Koinas Hatzman Bekesef, and how an Evakinani would be Koinas Hatzman Bestak. But the Moro on the Avchavdalon of Adal brought a Brysa, and the Brysa said that in addition to an Evakinani being able to be Koinas Hatzman Bekesef Ubestak, he's also Yoitse Beshem Vaayin. So if the Odoin of the Evakinani and the Shifchaknanis as well, would knock out either the eye or the tooth of his Eved, the halach is that the Eved would go free. And the truth is that that's based on psukim in the Torah. The psukim are parashas mishpatim. It says, V'chiyake ish es'ein avdoi es'ein amasoi, V'shichaso lachav sheyishalchenu tachasenoi. V'mshein avdoi es'ein amasoi yapil, lachav sheyishalchenu tachasenoi. It's interesting that the Pasuk doesn't really clarify whether the Eved and Amma mentioned in this Pasuk are referring to an Eved Knani and Shifcha Knanis, or perhaps it's talking about an Eved Ivri and an Oma Ivriya. And the truth is that if you think of the more general context, this is Parshas Mishpatim. And the Parsha of Avodim is in Parshas Mishpatim. Parshas Mishpatim begins, the Chisikna Eved Ivri. And here, this Pasuk which is mentioned, Eved Stam, Oma Stam, Chazal knew for a Dover Pasha, is not referring to the Eved Knani and the Shifcha Knanis, but rather is referring to the Eved Ivri or the Oma Ivriya. So I saw in the Chumash Agra, they bring who said, wherever you have a Pasuk in the Torah, and it says, Eved in the same Pasuk, it has to be talking about a non-Jewish slave. Why? Are this Eved and Amo G'doylem? It's not possible. Because an Amo of Ria can never be a G'doylem. Because as soon as she turns 12 years old, and an Eved Ivri can never be a cotton. Because there's two ways to become an Eved Ivri. Either you sell yourself, a cotton can't sell himself, or Vinimkar Bignevasai. An Eved that steals, a cotton that steals, is not responsible for what he stole. So an Eved Ivri can never be a cotton. An Amavriya can never be a Gedola. Thus, the Eved and the Amma can never fall into the same age bracket. So the Torah would never put the Eved and the Amma together. That's what Vilna Gaon said. And that's how Chazal knew. This Pasuk over here doesn't mean the Eved Ivri and the Amavriya, but rather it means the Eved Knani and the Shivcha Knanis, simply because it says, V'chiyake ish as ein avdoi oyes, ein amasa, it puts them together in the same Pasuk. Zoysay Meres, we're talking about the Knani and Knanis version, not the Ivri and the Ivri. Version. But either way, we had a Brysa where the Brysa said that it's Slav Dafka Shem Va'ayin. But based on a Klaal Prato Klaal or a Riba Miat Riba, where Marba, other or different Avarim, that if the Adon would knock out, he would damage, that would cause his Eved or Shivcha to go free. Specifically, the Brysa mentioned Chav Dalid Roshe Avarim. But as we saw in the Gemara, the Chav Dalid Roshe Avarim, Alav Dafka. In fact, we shouldn't have bothered that what's the significance of the Chavdal Rashi Varim. The Gemara mentioned a Baraisa that discussed an Adon who yanked the beard 
of his Eved and he dislocated a bone in his jaw, that would be grounds for him to go with Shikra. It's not one of the Chav Dalad Rashi It's not the Shein. It's not the Ein. Still, you see, he goes free. So exactly what the significance of the Chav Dalad Rashi is not clear. We mentioned yesterday the Balaturim who says that really the Shein Ayin and the Chav Dalad Rashi are very much symbolized in this Pasuk over here. Vav, 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 plus Shein Ayin. You have the six times four. Plus the Shem Ayin is 26. There's 26 words in this parsha. There's also 26 words in the parsha of Ur Kenan in Parsha's Noyach. So there seems to be some significance of 26. Yet in Halacha, it's Lav Dafka because there'd be more than 26 different acts that the Odin can do to his Eved that would cause the Eved to go free. Toysus, the bottom Toysus, we always say we speak out the really small Toysus, the bottom Toysus on Dav Chavdal it's less than a line, says that why did the Mishnah not make Mentioned that in Eved's Yotzeb B'Shem and the Mishnah said the Kainas Atzmai because of Ubishdah. The Brayster says Shem Vayin. It's a pasuk in the Torah Shem Vayin. So why did the Mishnah not mention Shem Vayin? Good Kasha. So Tosfos says the reason is because it could be the time of our Mishnah held, like the Tanon that were mentioned in the Avchavdal on the days yesterday's Daf, that if somebody knocks out the Shem Vayin of his Eved. Although he goes free, but Vitzorich gets Shechor, he still has to give him a star. So ultimately, the Chirus is happening all your day star. That's what the Mishnah mentioned. The Mishnah mentioned because of a star. If you hold that Shem Vayin in itself is a Yitzir, so there's Kesef, the star, and the Shem Vayin. But if someone who goes out the Shem Vayin needs the star Shechor, so really the Yitzir is happening, the star. So it could be that's why the Mishnah didn't mention Shem Vayin, because really it's included in the Koines Atzmoi Bishtar. If the Odoin knocked, he hit the eye of his Eved, and he caused the Eved not to be blind, However, he caused his, eins, his eyesight to be affected. He doesn't see as well as he was able to see before. Well, she he knocked him on his tooth, and now he has the proverbial shaky tooth. If he's able to still use his tooth or use his eye, then he didn't make him blind, he didn't knock out his tooth, because he doesn't go free. If he can't use it, then he will go see, Even though he's not blind, but if it caused his eyesight to be affected to the extent that it's really difficult for him to see. He can't be mishtamish with that iron. He can't be mishtamish with that tooth. Allah is, he's going to go look here. Stand you look another What if the Eved already had poor eyesight, visimo, and now the other made it even poorer? He made him blind, or he had a shaky tooth, and he knocked the tooth out completely. So it's the same halacha. If he was able to use it, so despite the fact that his eyesight wasn't good, and despite the fact that his tooth was shaking, but he was able to use it on some level, so then it's considered that he had a shame vayin. Now, when the other knocks it out, Eved Yoytze Behem Lecheres. Ve'im lav, ain't Eved Yoytze Behem Lecheres. So really the Beraisa repeated the same halacha, albeit from two different perspectives. And the Yusoyed of what the Beraisa is saying is that the definition of V'chiyaka Ish as Ein Avdoi or V'chiyaka Ish as Shein Avdoi is that you take it from being in a state where you were able to use it to a state where you're no longer able to use it. And 
making him blind or knocking out the eye is lav dafka. But if you hit him and you affect his eyesight to the extent that he can't use it anymore, that would be considered vichy yaken. The Gemara says vitzricho. We need to say it in both instances. The yesh bin and because we only had the first luacha of the brisa mishon demikar and hurabari vashin or kisha. They were talking about a person who started off with perfect eyes. And then the Odoin hit him, and as a result, he can no longer see perfectly. So the halach is that if it's to the point where he can't use his eye anymore, he goes free. But over there, you can argue that maybe he goes free because he started off being perfect. You took a perfect eye in, and you affected it to the point that he's any damage. So that's considered chiyaka ish as ein But in the second case of the price, so where he started off not being able to see well, albeit he was Yochel Ishtamesh, and you now took him to the point where he can't see at all. But the Mikar, in Namin Hurakhish, in the beginning, he wasn't able to say clearly, Emeloi. See, even though you made him blind, it could be he's not Yoitzelikhesh. And we only had the second bride, so we shouldn't assign the Because although in the beginning he wasn't able to see so well, but at least you made him blind. And it could be when it says in the Torah, the definition is blinding him. But in the first case, the Loisamilagamri, you just made him from being able to see perfectly to not being able to. See perfectly, but you didn't blind him. Maybe that's not considered ish as ein avdoi. Says the more That's what the price had to tell to me in both instances to say that the definition of a does not mean making him blind. The definition always means taking him from a state where he was able to use his eyesight to a state where he no longer is able to use his eyesight. What would be if the Eved's Adon, so the rabbi was a Reife, he was a doctor. The Omar lies, this was a clever Eved. He goes to his boss, his Odin, and he tells him that, you know, my eye is hurting. Can you put some medication, some drops or something in my eye? And as a result of that, he made him blind. Or he told him, you know, his tooth is hurting, maybe you could uh, manipulate it, and his tooth knocked out. So the halach is that this Eved, if he was trying to play some sort of practical joke, the halach is it worked. And if the Odoi, even though he was being a doctor, he wasn't trying to hurt the Eved, it doesn't matter. He knocked out his eye, he knocked out his tooth. The Eved goes lecheris. we'll see a little bit more about this later. No, it says in the Torah, V'shichasa, and being that it says, V'shichasa, So we learn that the only time he goes free is if he actually had kavona to damage him. There are Bonin who argue with Rabshim and Gamliel, and they say that even if the other was merely being a doctor, still he goes free. What do they use the word What if the Adon was delivering the baby of his Shifcha Kananis? So he was literally delivering the baby. And when he stuck his hand inside the womb of the mother, he accidentally knocked out the ayin or the shame of the baby. Now the baby's also his possession. It's his Eved Kanani or his Shifcha Kanani. So in that case, does the baby go free or does the baby not go free? And he made the Uber blind. Well, no teeth. But Vesima Uber So the Allah is Potter. My time. What's the reason? That's learned out from Vesichasa. So Rabbi the Rabbonon say that Veshichasa is going to be Mamait this case. It's not going to be Mamait, Rabshim Gamliel's case, the case where he was a doctor and he 
of knocked out the eye or the tooth of his evet. What's the difference between the two cases? The difference is, in the first case, at the very least, he was trying to do something to the eye. He was trying to do something to the tooth. He wasn't trying to make his evet blind. He was trying to heal his evet. But he had das. He was mechaven to do something to the eye. And over here, he was trying to deliver a baby. He accidentally poked the baby's eye, caused the baby to be blind. That's considered less kavana. That's What's going to be Nesmai? It says the Gemara of the Edech. How does Rabbi Shimon Gamliel know that? Says the Gemara, V'shiches, Shichasah, Nafka. That it could have said V'shiches. It says V'shichasah. So it comes to exclude two cases. Number one, where he's delivering the baby. And number two, even a bigger Chiddush. Even if he had in mind to touch and to do something to the eye and with the shein, and he knocked it out accidentally, even then he's not going to go to the chiddush. They only have one drasha, thus they say the lesser chiddush, which is the latter b'risa. Another Allah. If the Eved was already blind, so in this case he's completely blind, but the Odin added injury to insult. And what he did was, he took the eye out of the socket. So he didn't affect his eyesight because he couldn't see anyways. But, v'chatata, so the halachi is, and this is a chiddish that Rav Sheisha said, Eved it's still considered v'chiyaki ishes ein avde, my timer. So you need precedence for this. So you need a makar. So he says, you know where I know this from? I know this from Kachim. There's a cloud godel in Kachim that the halacha that an animal that's a balmum cannot go on the mizbeach is only if it's a behemoth. But an oif, which sometimes was carried on the mizbeach as well, the halacha is even if the oif has a mum, the mumin that I mentioned in the Torah, the oif does not become pasal akrova. Tamus, the halacha that an animal has to be a tomun, the zachras, sometimes it has to be a zachra versus an akeva, was said regarding a carbon that's a behemoth, the ain't tamas the zachras Stating that, the Brysa continues, yochel, yov shagapa, nikta, raglo, nechteta, eno. I would have thought if the animal lost one of the oif, lost one of its wings, or one of its feet, or nechteta, eno, its eye popped out of its socket, even then it should be kosher like rova. Talmud loimra, min ha oif, veloy kolif. Not every oif is kosher. Meaning, even though there's no aloch of balm, but there is a new halacha, Mechusarever. So you see that even an, an animal, for example, a knife that's blind, which would be roi lakrova, once it loses the eye, now it becomes worse than just blind. Now it becomes a Mechusarever. So you see there's a concept of a Mechusarever, which is a new madrega in the mum of the animal. The same thing would be true regarding the Evet Knani and the Shivcha Knanis. So even though the Evet was already blind, the Evet already couldn't see, but now that it was Nechte Ayin, you made it even worse, and the Allah is considered the Chiyaki Isha saying I remember in Brisk, in the Shiurim, they have a lot of lumbus. This halacha that an oif is possible when it's Mechusar Ever, is the Geder of this Psal, a Geder of Balmum, or could be, no. It says, Tamus v'zachrus b'behemo, ve'en tamus v'zachrus ba'ifis. The parish of Balmum was not said regarding goif. Whether it's an ordinary mum, or even if it's a mum of mechusarever. There's a new psal of mechusarever. At first glance, you would think that when an oif is mechusarever and it's possible like grovo, it's because on some level it's a mum. A regular mum maybe an oif doesn't have. But the mum of mechusarever, as a sort mum, even an oif has. But the shiurim, they argue that no, it's not mashma that way. Tamus 
was achos bevehema, and this, they say a chiddush that it's really not working with the psul of bamol at all. But just like there's a psul yoytze, there's a psul lina, there's a psul pigel, there's a new halach of mechuser aver. Nothing to do with the fact that it's a bamol, but that in itself that it's a mechuser aver, regardless of the parsha. Of Bali Mum would make an oif possible. Amra Pibarashi, Amara Huisa, where you said is, what if the Evid had a sixth finger, Loyaleno? So the fingers are one of the Roshe Ivarim. So what if they had a sixth finger, sixth finger and the other cut off that finger? The Chatcha, Evid Yoitza, the Hamacheris, Amarafuna, not always, the Hushen Nisperis Agavayad. The only time that's going to be true is if that sixth finger was in a row. So it was one, two, three, four, five, six. But let's say that sixth finger was in some other part of his hand, so it was, it was disformed on that level. So then the Allah is, if it's literally a sixth finger, then yes, but if it's just another finger protruding from some other part of his body, in that case, it's not considered one of his Rosh Hashanah, and if the Odin would knock that out, he would not go free. So before we go weiter, just a little bit of raid, a few Ha'aris regarding Shein Va'ayin. So number one, we have the Halacha, that an Odin that knocks out the Shein Va'ayin of his Odin, of his Eved, or of his Shifcha, the Eved or the Shifcha goes free. I saw in the Ma'atzchios, the context over there is the machloek is Rameir and the Chacham. Whether it's considered a schos for an Evet to be Yoytzel Echeres, or whether it's considered a choiv for an Evet to be Yoytzel Echeres. So he brings a Gishmak Akashi. He says, Biyaldusi Shomati. When I was young, I heard the following question. Going to Rameir that holds. That it's always considered a choiv. For an Evet to be Golicheros, in Cain, Eich Kosvatoiro, the Evet, Yoitzelicheros, Bishem Vahayan. Then why is it that if an Evet has his eye or his tooth knocked out, that he goes free? Vichi Bishvil Shasoi, Le Evet Balmum. Vesivev Loira. Is it because something bad happened? To, to this Eved, Tetzaba HaToyer, She Yosef Ro Al Ro Asoy, Vyoitziu Gamkein Lecheros. Really, it's a bad thing for the Evet to go Lecheros. That's Rameyer Shita. That it's chayvu la'evet sheyotzel lecheres ve'ain chavin la'adam elu b'fanov. So how do you rationalize this? Now that his eye and his tooth was knocked out, the one of his rashi varim, something really bad happened to him. Now he's a balmum; he can't see. So what are you going to do? Add injury to insult. So not only are you a balmum, but you're also going to be yotzel lecheres, which is something that's a bad thing. Zok he heard this kasha be but he says that the answer, which is, if you think about it for a moment, a very pasha terence, but he bases it on a toisvis and a chiddush from the noid of Yehuda, so it would have been pasha to us. But the Maritzchiyos felt that this was something that he had a support, he needed backup for, and that is that toisvis says on Dr. Gimel that even Rameir that says chayvu leeved doesn't always hold that it's a chayv. What's Rameir's reason that he holds a chayv for an eved to be yotzel lecheres? Because avdebevker nichole. So says that's only true by an Evid that's a Godel. See, he already has the Yetzahara of Arias, of Taiva. So for somebody like him, Avdeb, Efkeir, and it's considered a Chayv to send them Lecheres. But a Katan, who's not fully mature, he's not fully developed in that sense, for him you don't have the Avdeb, Efkeir, Nichole. Then the Yehuda says a Chiddush that a Chatsi, Evid, Chatsi, Ben Chayr, could be even Rameya would agree it's a schos for him to be Yitzel Lecheres. Why? Because he can't get married. He's a shivchei in a yachal. He's a bascher in a yachal. So says the Maritzchi, it's not always a schoiv for the ever to be Yitzel Lecheres. There are times where even according to Rameya, it would be a schos for him to be Yitzel Lecheres. So says the Maritzchi, it could be Rameya held like Roshim and Gamliel. Roshim and Gamliel in the Gemara that we just learned that said, v'shichasa ad she yischaven l'shachasa. That means this Odin didn't just 
damage his Eved. He did it Bekavana. He tried hurting him. So he says it's Pashit that an Eved who has an Adon who goes out of his way to hurt him to the point that he's Yaki Isha Sein Avdoi or as Shein Avdoi as Shein Amasoi. There's no way in the world that you can argue that it would be considered a Choy for the Eved to have to leave the Rishos of this person. It's Zichr going to be a Schos. It would fall into the gather of Toysfis Gittin Dafyu Gimel with the Neid of Yehudas Chiddush where there are times, even according to Rameir, that it would be a Schos. This is certainly an example of that and that's why it's not a Kasha that even though Rameir ordinarily holds Choyvu Le'Eved how you talking that an Eved should be that's R number one. R number two is his Gemara Mesechtis Baruchis Dafheim and Allah. A fascinating Gemara. The context of the Gemara over there is discussing Yisurin. And the Gemara is dashing the Pasik that says, Ashrei Agever Asheti Yasrenu Ka Praised is a person who HaKadosh Baruch who punishes, a person that lives life. It doesn't always go so easy for him. And how do we know? Says the Gemara, I know it from the Torah. We're in the Torah. I know it from the Torah. Which is only one of the Evarim of a person. That law is that the Evad Yitzelacheros, Yisurim, Shememarkin, Kol Gufay Shaladam. Yisurim, which affects not only one aver, but it affects sometimes the entire guf of a person. Alachas Kama Vakama, there's no question that that's going to cause Kaporis Avoinois and it's Marek. So thus you see. The benefits of Yisurim from the Evet. That's the Yitzhak of Shein Vayin. An Evet is an Evet. But if he has some Yisurim, just one Ever, Shein or Ayin or one of his other Rosh Eivarim, he already goes free. So Kavuchayim Yisurim, which can literally engulf the entire person, there's no question in the world that he's Yitzhak of And therefore, Ashrei Ageva Asheti Yisrenu. And how do I know that, says Rabbi Yechanan? Mitayroscha Silamdenu. So before we see Rishlokish, says the Masha, where do you see that the reason that the Evet Kanani is Yoytzel Echeres B'Shem Va'ayin has something to do with the Koyach of Yisurim, that it's Memarkin, it has a Koyach to be Mechaper, says the Masha, based on the Medrash that we spoke about yesterday. Why is the Evet Kanani Yoytzel B'Shem Va'ayin? It's Keneged Chom. Chom was Vayar Chom as Ervas Oviv, Vayaged Le'echav. He went and he told his brothers, Keneged Vayar, he's Yoytzel B'Ayin. And Keneged Vayaged, he talked. He's Yoytzei B'Shem. Zoysei Meres, says the Mashal writer on this Gemara, the fact that the Evet Kanan is Yoytzei B'Shem V'ayin is all in Oynish. It's somehow related to the Avera of the Evet Kanan is Elta, 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 Zeidu, Cham. It's somehow related to Cham. Cham did an Avera, Vayar V'yaged, and as a result, Or Kanan, Evet Avodim, Yil La'echov. It's for that reason that this Evet is now an Evet. When he's Yoytzei B'Shem V'ayin, it must be, it's the Yisurim. It's the Yisurim that are somehow being memaric. Either way, the Marshal relates this Gemara, Ayin Sham, to the Medjish Rabbah that we spoke of yesterday in Parashas Noyach, and that is somehow the connection. I saw the Chassam Soifer brings B'Shem the Rivosh. Listen to this. He brings B'Shem the Rivosh. We had a Gemara that said that if the Odoin was a doctor, and he was trying to heal his Eved, and he accidentally made him blind. So the halach is that whether he does go lecheres or he doesn't go lecheres. The Rivash cleared a different shayla. What would be if the Evet started up with the other? And he actually picked a fight with him. And now they're fighting. They're going at it. 
And then the other knocked out the Shem Va'ayin of his Eved. Would the Eved go Lecheiros? So Rabbanim don't get Shilas like this today. But once upon a time, it sounds like it could have been a really good Shilas. So does the Eved go Lecheiros or does the Eved not go Lecheiros? So the Chassam Soifer says, I have a riot from this Gemara right here. Because the Gemara said that Yisurim Amen Markin Avinois Shaladim. And how do I know that? Kalvachoyim Nishem Va'ayin. So said the Chassam Soifer, when HaKadosh Baruch Hu punishes a person, why is he punishing the person? Because of Averis that he did. So who started the fight? We started the fight. We Kaviyochel did Averis. HaKadosh Baruch Hu's punishing us for the Averis that we did. And the Gemara learns me Shein Va'ayin, that just like Shein Va'ayin is Memarek, so to the Yisurim are Memarek. So if you can learn from Shein Va'ayin, to a case where we started, it must be that by Shem Ba'ayin itself, the halacha would be the same thing, that even though the Eved is the one that started up with the other, if ultimately the other knocks out the Shein or the Ayin of his Eved, the halacha is that he would go free. But there's a third, Gevaldig Ha'ara in this Gemara, but we have to finish the Gemara first. So Rabbi Yochanan said, Ashri Ageva Sheti Asrenu Ka, Umiteroscha Salamdenu, what's the Miteroscha Salamdenu? Kavachoyme Vishem Ba'ayin. Rishim Ben Lakishoymer, Shlokish said, a different. It says the word bris by melach, salt. Venema bris be yisurin. Never bris by melach, the civil sash was melach bris. Venema bris be yisurin, the civ ala divrea bris. Ma bris amur be melach, melach, mamtekes as a bosser, just like melach is mematic. Basar preserves meat, makes it taste better. Af bris ha'ama biyasurin. So to the bris that it says biyasurin, yasurin memarkin kolavi noisav shalada. So we have two biyurim and what it means when we say asher ageva sheti asrenu ka umiteiras chasalam denu. Rabbi Yechonin says, you know where you see it in the Torah, you see it kavuchaymer mishen vayin. Rish Lakish says, you know where you see it, you see it in the parish of Karbanis. The Torah refers to the melech that was put on the carbon as bris, and we find that yasurim. Also referred to as bris, that's in the Toichach of Parshas Kisava, Ela Divriya bris. Ma bris, Amr Bemelach, Melach, Mamtegas as Abbasar, Av bris, Amr Biyasurim, Yasurim, Memarkin, Kolavi, Nois of Shaladim. So in the Sefer, Magadim Chadashim, Amasechtes Chagiga, Tafheyom and Aleph. He brings over there, Bishem Reb Shamshim, the Ostropola, a Dover Nifla. He says, Lachura, if you think about it, it would seem that there's a Nafkemina between Reb Yochanan and Reish Lakish. What the Makar is, when we say, that when a person has Yisurim, the Yisurim could be Mechaper, and it could be Memarek, it could cleanse the soul of the person. Rabbi Yochanan learned it from Shem Va'ayin. What happened with the Shem Va'ayin? The Odoin is the one that caused the Yisurim to his Eved. He knocked out the Shem, he knocked out the Ayin of his Eved. The Halacha is, the Eved is Yoytzer If that's the Makar, to Ashrei Ageva Sheti Asrenuka said Rab Shamshin, it would have to come out that the only time that a person's Yisurim give him Kaparas Avoinis is if the Yisurim is coming from a Kodesh Baruch If Hashem himself, the Odoin, is the one that's causing the Yisurim to the Eved, to the person that did the Avera, it's over there that there's going to be a Yitzir. Kalvachayim Rebbeshem Va'ayin. It's the Odin that's the one that did it. But according to Rish Lakish, who said, Nemar Bris Melach, Nemar Bris So he's not 
confining it to certain types of Yisurim. All Yisurim have the bris, that when a person has Yisurim, regardless of whether Yisurim came directly from the Yadon, or whether Yisurim came from some other source, the is, it's always going to be marik, it's always going to be mechaper. So if a person has Yisurim, but he doesn't sense that the Yisurim is coming from HaKadosh Baruch Hu, it's just coming, it's just happening. Those Yisurim, does he get Kapar Savanis for that or not? According to Rabbi Yochanan, maybe not. According to Rish Lakish, yeah. He teaches the Pasuk, and this is in Yon of the Yom now, as we get close to the Pesach. Said Reb Sham the Yidden thought They thought You know why they were screaming? You know why they were yelling? Because they felt This is all coming from the Mitzrim. They didn't sense this was coming from Hakadosh Baruch Hu. What did Hakadosh Baruch Hu say? The Esker as Brisi. is not like It's Rishlokish. It's Brisi. Yisurah not because of the Kavu Chayim Mishen but because Nemar Bris Melach Bris that's the Ve'esker is Brisi. It doesn't matter where the Yisurim are coming from. But he said one other Dover Nifla based on this. The Gemara says in Mesechtis Chagigo Davheyom and Alep. Rabbi Yochanan Kimati Laikro Havabachi. Rabbi Yochanan, when he would come to the following Pasuk, he would cry. The Pasuk says in Parshas Nitzavim, Vayakisim Tseno Oisei Rois Rabbis Vitzorois, that if a person, Loyaleno, is going to find that in life, he's overcome by Tzorois, Va'onsa Ashira Azois Lofanov Le'ed, Kiloisi Shochach Mi Pizare. Said Rabbi Yochanan, Evet Sherabi Mamtsi Loyrois Vitzorois. And Evet, whose other causes indirectly does a person like this have a takono? He stands no chance. You know why Rabbi Yochanan cried when he came to this Pasuk? Because this was Rabbi Yochanan Lishitasei. Rabbi Yochanan held that the only time Ashrei Agev Asheti is when it's Miteros Salam Denu, it's Dumi Deshem Va'ayin. Where the Odin himself is the one that's causing the Yisurin to the Evid. But when it's only Mamtsi Loyrois Vitzorois, where it's not directly from the Yodoyin. It's coming from left field. It's coming from there. He doesn't feel that these are Yisurim that are coming from HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Then you don't have the Ashrei HaGev Ashati Asrenu That's why Rabbi Yochan L'Shitasek Himati L'Hai Krav when he used to come to this Pasek Havadachi. And I think the takeaway of this idea is that there are times that a person feels, it's very apparent, it's very obvious that HaKadosh Baruch is trying to send him a message. And those Yisurim are sometimes easier to be soivul. It's you do with the word from Yenis and Ibeshitz, where David HaMelech said, Mizmar L'David B'Varchem Ibn Avshalom B'Noi. And the Gemara Mesechtis Brachas asks, Mizmar L'David? David HaMelech is running away from his son Avshalom. Avshalom wants to kill him, and he sings Shira. Kinami If there was ever a time to sit down on the ground, hard-boiled egg, ashes, and to say a kina, it's right now. His son Avishalom is trying to kill him. So the Gemara says that David HaMelech was already told that somebody was going to challenge his malucha. He thought it would be an evid. He thought it would come from left field. When he saw that it was his own son Avishalom, he began to say, Frank Trubianus, what's the difference if it's Avishalom before it's an evid? At the end of the day, his malucha is being challenged. So Trubianus and Ibish had said that for a person to be a king and have a melech that rebels and that challenges malucha, that's noik shabayim. That's happened throughout the ages. That's something that's been a part 
of world history. That's not such a big deal. Davin HaMelech went to see Nechizek in that. But when he saw that, it was, it was unusual. It was his own son. That's not something that happens every day. That your own son should want to kill you? That's very unnatural. He felt that that was Me'a Kaddish Baruch That wasn't Ebed Sherabi Mamtsi Loi That's coming directly from Hashem. So for that, he had chizik. And like, he, like David Amalek himself said in Tehillim, Shiftacho Mishantacha Hemi Yenachamuni. That's Mizmar L'David Bevarchoi Mipnei Avishalim Benoit. But either way, that's... Rabbi Yochanan's takeaway from Shem Va'ayin, that the Shem Va'ayin, which in and of itself is not relevant today, there's no Evid Knani today, there's no Evid Ivri today, but Mitayras Chaslam Daniel, there's a tremendous limud that we can learn from the parsha of Shem Va'ayin, and that is the Ashrei Agever Asher Ti Asrenuka. Talk to Gemara Gai. Sabi Dinizunya, so the older people in the Zunya, they also the Perkid of Chizda. They stopped coming to Rav Chizda's share. So Rav Chizda gave a share. And he used to have some Chashva people at the share. The Sabi in the Zunya, and at some point, Rav Chizda noticed that they stopped showing up. Omalei the Rav Hamnuna, so Rav Chizda told Rav Hamnuna, Zil Tzaninu, Zog Rashi, what does Tzaninu mean? Put them in Cherev. Tell him, you don't want to come to my share, you're not going anywhere else either. He put them under house arrest. He literally put them into Cherev. So, Rav Amnuna went first to the Sabid and the Zunya, and he engaged them first in some idle chatter before he puts them in Cherev. He says, tell me, why did you stop coming to Rav Chizdash here? Amrulay said, he told him, am I Nasi? Why should we come? We ask questions. And he doesn't answer us. As a result, we're not coming to share. Did you ever ask me a question and I didn't answer you? So the Rishonim grappled. They're not sure. What does that have to do with anything? They didn't stop coming to Rav Amnunashir. They stopped coming to Rav Chizdashir. But either way, Bo So he said, okay, let ask, I asked him a question. What was the question they asked him? An Evet Kanani who's Odoin castrated his Evet Kanani, damaged his Evet Kanani in his testicles. So, what's that? Is it treated like a Mum Shabagoli or not? One of the criteria in order for an Evet to be Yitzel is that the other has to hurt him, but it has to be a Mum Shabagoli. So the question was, are testicles considered a Mum Shabagoli or not? On the one hand, they are nicker through the sack that they sit in, but then again, you don't see the actual testicle. So that was the Shailah. So they have a biyadi, Rav Amnuna didn't know. Amru so they told him, Mashmecha, what's your name? Talking to Rav Amnuna, Amalu, Amnuna. My name is Amnuna. Amru so they told him, Lav Hamnuna, your name, it shouldn't really have been Hamnuna, Ela Karnuna. And the Rishonim say, if you look at Rashi, Yoshev Kronis at the Vlebaltair. You should have called you Karnun and Milashin, Yoshev Kronis, not Lashin Hamnun. Also, the Kamadir of Chizda, so they came to Rav Chizda, or if Hamnuna came to Rav Chizda, he told them over this story and how this all went down. And he said, by the way, they asked me a question. I didn't know the halacha. Evet, a serious rabbi, Bebetim, is it a Mumshu Begali or is it not a Mumshu Begali? I'm going to tell them, I asked you a Mufurish and Mishnah. Then I went into the Mishnah, Esther, Rabbi Rashi Evarim Shabbatam. A person has 24 Rashi Evarim, Kulam Ein Metamim Mishom Michya. And they're all not Tomei. Tumas Michya. Michya is of this week's Parsha's fame. It's one of the Nega Hatsaras. So it's a Nega Tomei. And if the Michya, that type of Nega, seems like maybe other Negam as well, would be on one of the Chav Dalit, Rashi Evarim, the person would be Tomei. And the reason is, is because it's a halacha that the coin had to see the Nega and decide whether it's 
a good nega or it's a bad nega. And the Gemara Darshan is that the Kayin would have to be able to see the entire nega at one shot. And being that the nega is Berashe Evarim, so it's just not possible for him to see it all in one shot. And therefore, the Allah is that it's not Metamidov. These are the Chavdal Rashe Evarim, Rashe Etzboi Sidaim Raglayim. So you have your ten fingers and your ten toes. Verashe Oznayim, Verashe Hachitim, your nose. Verashe Agviyah, that's Oisim Makim. Verashe Dadim Shebeisha. And the Dadim for a woman, Rabbi Yudah Eimer Av Shebeish. But Tony Allah, Bukul Mevidyot from the Cheros, that these Chavdal Rashe Evarim have significance in the Allahs of Shem Vayin as well. Rabbi Yudah Rabbi added to the list of Chavdal Rashe Evarim, Afasiros, that so too, and Odoi, who castrates his Eved, Dalachas, he would go to Cheros as well. Ben Azayim, Ben Azay said, Afaloshin, that even if he would knock out his tongue, he would go to Cheros. Either way, Amama, Rabbi Yudah Afasiros, Siros Demai. When we say that an Oden who castrates his Eved, he's Yoytzel Cheros, what are we talking about? Ilay Mesiros the Gid doesn't mean he did something to the Gid of Oysay Makayim, Hainu Gviyot, that was already mentioned. Elolav, Siros debates him. Ah, it's not a mumshah begali. So you see that it is a mumshah begali. But the truth is, it was only Rebbe that said Afa Sirus. The Tanakam and the Bryce, it didn't say Sirus. In other words, it would seem to be a machloikis tanam. So there's some nice raid to talk out on this Gemara, but we're going to go right there. Rebbe Yoimer Afa Sirus. Frank the Gemara of Rebbe Lashonloi. So if you read the Bryce, there's Chav Dalit Roshe Evarim. For which the Eved is Yoytzel Cheres. Rebbe added to that Av Ha Sirus, which we just defined as Sirus of the Beitzim. Ben Azai added to that even Loshin. So it sounds like just from reading the Brayso that the Rebbe would hold only Sirus and not Loshin. It's Ben Azai that's adding to the list and he's saying. Loshin as, well, Freytik Marvin, I'll ask you a kasha, somebody was a Tomei Mace, and they were spritzing, they were sprinkling the mechatas of the paraduma on this Tomei Mace, v'nitza hazah salpiv, and the water went on his mouth. Rebbe, I mean, Rebbe says, hiza, it's good. V'chachomim, and the chachomim say, loy hiza, it's like, my love, when we say that it went alpiv, it means alishoinoi on his tongue. And still Rebbe says, he's a, it's good. Now, just like there's a halacha of mumtsheh begoloi and mumtsheh be'enoi goloi regarding shem ve'ayin, you have the same halacha regarding the halacha of hazos mechatas by the paradum as well. Because the halacha is that the mechatas didn't have to touch the entire goof of the person. The person was Tommy Mace, he was table in the mikvah. So the word of the mikvah obviously touched his entire guf. But the mechatas itself did not have to touch his entire guf. But it did have to touch a chalik of his guf that's considered goloi. If it's a mokim beis hastar, if it's a place that you can't see, they're not. And we seem to have a machlekes over here. If the water goes on his mouth, al piv, whether he's a or loy he's a. Rebbe says he's a. And my love, I'll show you. If that's the case, that he's Rebbe held, that the loshoin, the tongue of a person, is considered a makum goli. If it's considered a makum goli, why is it not considered a makum goli with regards to the loch of shame vayin? Maybe it didn't mean, it doesn't say tongue mefurish. It says alpev. Maybe he meant his lips. Alsfasa pshita. That's poshit. There should be no machlekes regarding that. Where it says, no, Malatim, I would have thought Zimna Dechal Nesvase, because there are times a person can make a certain facial expression where you won't see his lips. Kamash Malan, 
that's the machoikis over here, Rebbe Nechachamim, regarding this Fasan. But regarding the Loshan, it could be Rebbe would hold for a double portion, not that we afraid to a time where we learned to the Braiso, Al Lashayne. And before the Braiso, where Rebbe said Al Lashayne. Va'oitanya, we learned in another Braiso, regarding another Irian Halacha, where there's a Nafkamino, whether something's considered Begoloi or something's considered a Seser. And that is in the context of a Carbon, that's a Balmum. That price is specifically talking about a Bechar. So Bechar that has a Balmum is not Karev on the Mizbeach. In fact, it's Yotze Luchulin, the Koyen is allowed to keep it for himself. He doesn't have to bring it to the base of Mikdash. So the Bryce over there is discussing different types of mumin. And one of the mumin mentioned over there is Vishenital Rav Haloshin. That if most of the tongue is taken away, the halacha is, it renders the Bukhar a mum. Rabbi Oimer, Rav Hamadabish of Haloshin. It doesn't have to be Rav of the tongue, but Rav of the part of the tongue that a person uses to talk even though animals don't talk, that in itself would be enough. Now, by a Bechor, you have the same halacha, that the only time a mum disqualifies a Bechor is if it's a mum shabagali. Again, if it's a mum, not a mum shabagali, not. And still, Rebbe holds that if there's a mum in the Lashon, that's considered a mum shabagali. So we have a steer here in Rebbe. Does Rebbe hold that the Lashon is considered a Malkam shabagali, or is it not considered a Malkam shabagali? Says the Gemara, you have to say, based on these last two prices that we said, when Rebbe said, that Afasiros, that if the oven castrates the Beitzim of his Eved, the Eved Yoytzel Echeres, he didn't mean as opposed to Lashon, but El Rebbe Yoymasiros, Veloy Miboye Lashon, it's Pasha Lashon. Benazai Omar Lashon, Benazai was the one that said Lashon, Avul Siros Loy. And it, it could actually make sense, because the Beitzim are really not Begoloi. They're begoloi through the sack that they're in. But they, in and of itself, are not begoloi. The Lushen could be his begoloi. So we're saying that Avada, everybody holds in that price uh, the Lushen, yeah. The Shiloh was serious. Umay af. What did Rebbe mean, or what did Benazai mean when he said af al Doesn't it sound like he's going back on Rebbe? If you look at the price inside. Chav dal Rebbe said af al-Sirus. Benazai said af al Afaloshin sounds like it's going back on Cyrus, meaning they agree with Cyrus, they're arguing over Lashon. No, Af is going back on Kamaisa. Rebbe and Benazi were both adding to the original list mentioned in the Bryce. The original list was Choftal Rosh Yevar. Rebbe said Af Cyrus. Benazi said Af Lashon. But the Af of Benazi is not going back on Rebbe. It's going back on the Tanakama. Because if it's going back on Rebbe, it means they agree regarding Cyrus. That means they're arguing regarding Lashon. It would come out that Rebbe holds that Lashon is not a Mum Shabagali, that wouldn't stim with the two prices that we just mentioned. Ihachi says the Gemara, Nikamma de Benazabiresha, shouldn't it have made more sense to mention first Benazai? Chavdal Roshevar. Benazai added to that even Lashin. And Rebbe added even to Benazai, not only Lashin, even Siros. So the Gemara says, Tana Shamul the Rebbe, when the Tana wrote this rice, at first he heard Rebbe, the Kavan, he wrote Rebbe Shita. Veshamla Benazai, then he heard Benazai, the Tani, and he wrote Benazai Shita. Mishle is Azam Kaima, he didn't want to start rearranging the rice, so he just left it. The way it is. Omar Ula. Hakol moidim beloshin leinyan tuma the galoy who eitzel shares. So we just mentioned three areas in halacha where it would be negaya whether the loshin is considered an aver shabegaloy or it's considered an aver shabeseis. You have it regarding the chavdalid rashevar. We had it regarding, I mean, regarding shemvayim. We had it regarding the hazos mechatas, where the hazos had to be on a mokom shabegaloy, and we had it regarding a bechar. Balmum, where the mum has to be on an Eber Shabagali. We're going to have here two other places in Alocha where this is Negei. Oh, my rule, how come the Balash Linyan Tumma, the Galu Eitzel Asherah? It's the Alocha that the only time a person can become Tomei, Tumas Maga, 
Ulu was talking specifically about Tumas Sheretz, but it's Lav Dafka Tumas Sheretz. In fact, the Makar to this is from Tumas Zov. It's not from Tumas Sheretz at all. But the only time that a person can become Tomei, Tumas Maga, is if the Dover HaTomei, like the Sheretz, touched the person in the Golay. If it touched him in the Mokim Seis, it's what we know as Tumas, Tumas Beis Astarim, Dalach Aloch Lomay Shemesinai, he doesn't become Tomei. My time, Asher Yigabay Omer Achmano, Vahainami Barnagiyah. So Ula said that everybody agrees, I mean, even though there's a Machloikis regarding the Beitzin and regarding the Loshin, it is an area of Golay, it's not an area of Golay. That's all in other areas. But everyone agrees that the Loshoin itself is considered a Mokam Goloi when it comes to Tumas Maga. Because the criteria for Goloi in Tumas Maga is Asher Yigaboy, a place that you could touch. And being that you could touch your tongue, so therefore it's considered a Mumsha Begoloi. Tefillah, when it comes to the halachas of Tefillah, this is the fifth area where it's negayah de shailah. Because the halach is that when a person toivles in the mikvah, it says, V'rochatz kol b'zari v'amayim. Your entire guf has to go in the water. If a chilik of your guf is not inside the water, it's not in the mikvah, you're not going to be tummy. What about a mokim seser? So for example, let's say a person has his mouth closed while he went into the mikvah. Is he okay or not? You have to open your mouth, maybe he has to touch your tongue. If it has to touch your fingers, maybe it has to touch your tongue as well. So Ula said, oh, in your tefillah, everyone agrees it's ketamun dummy. And there's a little yud there, so you could be okay. That's the halach and shulchan aruch. My time, what's the reason for that? Because it says, because there the criteria is dummy de basar. Ma basar me'avroi, just like basar is exposed. Avkol me'avroi. Where then do we have this machloikis? Rebbe and the Chachamim, as mentioned earlier, the Indian hazah. It was only regarding hazas mechatas, where again, the hazah had to be an amokim goli. Is the lush an amokim goli? Or is it a amokim says, Rebbe, madam le'i l'tum, Rebbe, compared it to tum. Rabban, madam and compared it to Tfilah. But Shravayu by Kroy Kamifilah, both coming from the same Pasik. It says in the parish of Azos Mechatos, Vihiza Ator Alatome, and the Pasik continues by Yema Shlishi. So the Azar had to be done twice, on the third day, on the seventh day, it was the Tahira process, and it will be Tahar. And then at the end of the passage, it talks about how he has to go into the mikvah. That it says, we mentioned the Tomei, and then right afterwards, it talks about how he's going to be Tahar when the Mechatas is sprinkled on him. So, and just like, Regarding Tumma, the Lashin is considered a Makam Goloi, because you can touch it, that's the criteria. So, to regarding this Halach of Azah, the same thing is going to be true. Rabban and Savri, Vechite Bayem Ashvi, and the end of the Pasik is Vechibas Begadav, who washes his clothing, Verachatz Mamayim, he's going to tell you on the mikvah. So, we compare it to the mikvah. And just like regarding the mikvah, the Lashin is considered a Makam Say, so your tongue does not have to be in the mikvah, so you don't have to. Make sure the water touches your tongue. So too, regarding the Hiza, that loch is going to be the same thing. Frek the Gemara, V'rabonah nami nidamyo litoma. Why did the Rabbanon not compare it to Toma? So the Gemara says, Tyre mitayre, havalei lemelef. It makes more sense, the Rabbanon say, to learn out hazos mechatos from tefillah and the mikvah, because they're both tired. The Rebbe nedamil tefillah. Rebbe, let's learn it out from tefillah. Says the Gemara, v'chibes begadav hivsekah inyan. If they literally would be written in the Torah in succession, had it said v'chitoy b'yeh mashvi, and then right away v'rachas b'mayim, then you would say it sounds like it has to be dumi the tefillah. But there's something in between. It says v'chitoy b'yeh mashvi, v'chibes begadav, and then afterwards v'rachas b'mayim b'tar b'erev hivsekah inyan, and therefore. The halacha is that they compare it better. Rebbe compares it better to Tomah. Does Rebbe really hold that your tongue is considered Tomah? Meaning when a person goes in the mikvah, 
He doesn't have to make sure that the water goes into his mouth. There was a story with a shivcha shabbos rabbi who once tabled on the mikvah also. And they found that she had a, an etzem in between her teeth. We're familiar that the per- person's mouth is important in Hilchas Chatzitza. So, I don't understand that. Really, we should have all been bothered with this question. If you have something in your mouth, it could be considered a Chatzitza liyad Yet, yeah, you don't have to open your mouth when you go into the mikvah. If you could have a Chatzitza in your mouth, then that by definition should mean that when it says in the Torah, included in Basari means the inside of your mouth. So then, it should be included. And the Gemara is asking it in Rebbe. Here Rebbe says that your tongue is considered a makam tamun. It's not included in the And here there's a story with Shifcha Shabbat Rebbe where there was a Mefurish Ha'alacha where Rebbe required this Shifcha to toivol again because there was something inside her mouth. So the Gemara says, Nehi, the P.S. Ma'am, Rebbe Inon. It's true, Rebbe holds that the water doesn't have to enter the person's mouth. But makam haroi lavoi b'mayim b'inon. But it does have to be ro'oi for that part of your body to have and what is that based on? Kidder Abzeiro, number Abzeiro, Kalaroi, Labila, and Bila Makavisbai. Vicha Inayroi, Labila, Bila Makavisbai. This halacha, of course, is in the halacha of carbon menachas, but it's something that the Gemara applies to many, many, many areas in halacha. Here you have it regarding Chatzitza. So you don't need the Tfila to actually impact the Lashay, but it has to be Ra'oi at the very least for it to have it impacted the Lashay. So we had here a Machlaikis where the Lashay is considered a Makam Shabagali, a Makam Shabaseser. We also had a Machlaikis whether or Shaila, whether the Machlaikis, the Beitzim, are considered a Makam Shabagali, a Makam Shabaseser. It says the Gemara Kitanoi. I found it's a Machlaikis Tanam. It says in the Torah regarding the Parsha of Balei Mum, Umauch. So these are all synonyms of each other. They all mean smash, squash, severed. The point is that there's some sort of mum. It renders an animal by mum. You know says, you know it's referring to? It's talking about the baits and the testicles of the animal. Only if the baits and mum causes nasikars, they get not. Usually, the Beitzim is considered like tuffle somewhat to the kid. Elo kulon af the Yudha said it doesn't only mean that the animal would be rendered about mum if it had one of these symptoms in its gid. But if it had it in the Beitzim, the Allah would be the same. Rebbe Lezim and Yaakov Aymer, Kulam, no, it's only regarding the Gid. Rebbe Yaisi Aymer, Mach v'kassos af b'beitzim, Nasuk v'karis b'gid in b'beitzim loy. But the bottom line is, we have here in Machlekes Tanoim, whether you can say that if an animal has a mum in the Beitzim, it would be a mum or not. What does that have to do with our sugya? Because again, regarding Balmum, it has to be a mum shebegaloi. If it's not a mum shebegaloi, not. So if the Beitzim, a ma'och, does that render the animal a Balmum or not. So that's this Machlekes right here. Thus, the same Machlekes that we had earlier regarding Shem Ve'ayin, you find it here in the Sugya of Balmum. Turn our attention from the Sugya of Avadim to the Sugya of other objects and other assets, how exactly they could be acquired. So the Masechta started with the Isha Niknes Be'Kesef Shtar Ubiyah. From there we went to an Eved Ivri, Evit Knani, and now we're up to Behemoth. So if somebody wants to acquire a Behemoth, how exactly do you acquire the Behemoth? So really, the Mishnah is going to discuss, the Mishnah and the 
Gemara is going to discuss three different forms of kinyanim that would be potential ways to become an animal. A behemah gasa, that's a large behemah. A behemah daka, which is a smaller behemah. And a behemah gasa, behemah daka. Those are the two types of animals, I'm sorry. The three forms of kinyanim would be mesira, meshicha, and hagba. So working backwards. Hagba is easy. You lift the animal. You lift the object. That's kinyan hagba. Meshicha is the koina, the person that's acquiring the animal, will take it and he will bring it into his rishos. So if it's in a rishos arabim, if it's in the rishos of the moicher, if it's in a simta, that's a common area, you bring it into your rishos, that's known as kinyan meshicha. And then finally, mesira, which literally no pun intended, means the moicher hands over the reins of the animal to the kainos. Even if it doesn't move, it doesn't have to physically move like it does in Meshichah. But if the moicher would take the reins of the animal and pass it over to the koina, that in itself would be a form of a kinyan. Just by way of hakdama, it's mavur throughout the sugyas of kinyanim that the most optimal way to be kind of metalkalin is hagba. Hagba always works. There's never a hechitimza where you cannot be kind of metalkalin behagba. It's considered, in the words of the Rishonim, a kinyan that's the most chashev. And the question always is, could you be kind of a meshicha? What about kesef? What about mesira? This kinyan chalipin, this kinyan agav, this kinyan chatzar, kelev shalkoina is kind of There's a whole bunch of different sugis and shas that relate to kinyanim. Kinyan agba is by far the optimal. That's for sure the one that's going to work. Our Mishnah is discussing being kind of metalkalin, specific metalkalin, animals, and it's only discussing three forms of kinyanim. Kinyan mesira, Kinyan Meshicha and Kinyan Agbad. We show him speak out that there are other forms of Kinyanim. As we just said, Kasev, Chalipin, Agav. Why the Mishnah doesn't discuss them? I'm Rishonim. But the Mishnah is again talking about animals, specific types of metalkalin, and three specific forms of Kinyanim. So, Zakta Mishnah, Behemagasa, Niknis, Bimesira, Behemagasa, you could be kind of Bimesira. Says Rashi, what does it mean Bimesira? As opposed to Meshicha. So, Mesira works, Meshicha doesn't work. Vahadaka, Bagba, and a Behemadaka, you could be kind of Bagba, which means only Hagba, as opposed to Mesira. And Meshicha. So we say that Behemagasa is Niktis B'Mesira. It means as opposed to Meshicha. It doesn't mean as opposed to Hagba. Hagba always works for everything. As long as you can lift it, you can be kind of it. Mesira as opposed to Meshicha. When the Mishnah says that a Behemadaka is Niktis Behagba, it means only Hagba as opposed to Meshicha and Mesira. Divi Rameyev, Rabbi Laws of Chamim Moim and Chamim say, Behemadaka, Niktis B'Meshicha. Then no, a Behemadaka. Is not only nickness bagba, but it's also nickness the mishicha. Zok to gemara dosh rav bekimchune. Once darshan in the city of Kimchunya. And the Joshua that he gave was that Behemagasa, Niknes Bemeshicha. That was what he said. Behemagasa is Niknes Bemeshicha. Shkinel Shmuel, Tamid the Rav. Shmuel met the Tamid the Rav. Amalum, Yama Rav, Behemagasa, Niknes Bemeshicha. Is it true that your Rebbe Rav once said, Behemagasa, Niknes Bemeshicha? It's interesting that Shmuel would be unsure of something that Rav once said. Rav and Shmuel always come together. It would seem that Rav knew everything Shmuel said, and Shmuel knew everything Rav said. But Shmuel didn't know. So Shmuel said that I heard that my. Chaver, 
Your Rebbe Rav once said that a behemah gasa is nikhnas b'mashicha. Isn't that true? And Shmuel had a problem with it. He said, why? Because it's not like our Mishnah. But now b'mesira tonight. The Mishnah says, the first words of the Mishnah, behemah gasa, nikhnas b'mesira. And b'mesira in b'mashicha loy. Not just that. Shmuel told the Talmudim of Rav, Rav nabi b'mesira omar. I once heard Rav himself say that behemah gasa is nikhnas b'mesira, which sounds like b'mesira and not b'mashicha. So Shmuel asked the Talmudim of Rav. This is all part of his question. Was Rav perhaps Chazer? So they told him back, yes. Rav was obviously Chazer. Because we heard clearly in Rav Shiurim that Rav is of the opinion that a Behemagasa is not only Niknes B'Mesira, but a Behemagasa is Niknes B'Meshicha. So you once heard Rav say that a Behemagasa is only Niknes B'Mesira. Clearly he was Chazer. What about your other Kashishmul? Asking a good Kashish. It's not like the Mishnah. The Mishnah says Behemagasa is Niknes B'Mesira. How could Rav say Behemagasa is Niknes B'Mesira? Now the truth is the Gemara often in Shah says Rav's Tano Upalik. We've spoken a lot about that in the Daf. Rav has the right to argue with Atana. But as we've also mentioned many times, there's always a B'diyevet. So it's never the Katechila. There are many, many Gemaras and Shas where the Gemara tries to reconcile something Rav said with a Mishnah or with a Brisa. I, Rav Tanu Upalik, because it's B'diyevet that Rav should be Tanu Upalik. So the question is, how could Rav go Kenegh in a Mishnah? So the Talmudim of Rav told Shmuel, who Domakei Tana? He went, he held like the following Tana, Tana, and went to the Rav Shemin Oimer Zuvazu Bagba. So the Chachomim in this Mishnah say Zuvazu, Behema Gasa and Behema Daka are both Niknas B'Meshicha, so although our Mishnah was not that way, our Mishnah said that Behema Gasa is definitely Niknas B'Mesir, the Machlikas in the Mishnah was how you coin a Behema Daka, but there is a Shittas Chachomim in a Braisa that says Zuvazu, Niknas B'Meshicha, so Rav is not going Kenege the Tanoim, because Rav can go like that Shittas Chachomim, Maskafa Rav Yosef Elameyato, so this Braisa here which was brought for the Shittas that hold that the Behemagas is Nikas B'Meshicha also mentioned another Shita Rab Shimon that said Zuba Zuba Hagba. Now, being that Hagba always works, if you say Hagba, it means only Hagba. That means the only way to be kind of Behema Daka. And the only way to be kind of behema gasa is bagba. So Rav Yosef said, Elameyato, pill, an elephant. Rav Shimon, b'mayikna. How according to Rav Shimon can you be kind of an elephant? Right? The assumption is you can buy an elephant if you really want to. How could you be kind of? You can't be kind of the Mesira. You can't be kind of the Mesira. The only way to be kind of an animal, zuva zunik, is bagba. How in the world are you going to lift up an elephant? Amalei Abaya. Sabaya said, you're right. Bechalipin. Maybe you can't be kind of but you can always be kind of a chalipin. I wanted the Mishnah and these brides get involved in chalipin, so now he spoke out in the intro. But the point is, it's Lav Tafka, these three kinyanim. There are other kinyanim that weren't mentioned over here, and it's with one of those other kinyanim that you'll be kind of the. You can buy the land or rent the land underneath where the elephant is, you'll be kind of the land. But you'll be kind of the elephant. Maybe our book, No, there's another way to do it. You can be kind of it with the kinyan known as Kalev Shalkaina. So the halach is, just like your chatzer can be kind of, your Kalem can be kind of on your behalf as well. So you'll bring four Kalem, put the four legs of the elephant into those four kalim, and by doing that, you'll be kind of the elephant. Says the Gemara, the Gemara does this throughout Shas. Should we bring a raya from here that Caleb shall kind of works even Bishos Meichah? This is a machlikis and the Gemara Mesechtas Bava Metziah. The assumption is, is that the elephant, when you're being kind of it, is probably Bishos Meichah. So if it's Bishos Meichah and your kalim work, so there's a raya that the kalim of the Lekeach could be kind of the after Lekeach, even if they're in the Bishos Meichah. So the Gemara says, no, 
Mosquito Basimta. You're right. Usually transactions take place in the Rishos of the Meicher, but they don't have to. So it could be when you're kind of an elephant, Bekelev Shalkaina, you make sure it goes into a Simta. A Simta, again, is a common area. It's an area that doesn't belong to the Meicher. It doesn't belong to the Likeach. It's also not a Rishos Rabbim. So Halacha, from a Mechachomemkra standpoint, treats it in a very unique way. Over there, you could be kind of with Kelev Shalkaina. Inami, another Teretz, Bechavilez Meiris. You could bring bundles of vines and use those vines to be kind of the elephant Bikinian Agba. The question is, what does the Gemara mean when it says Chavilez Meiris? And this seems to be a machlik is Rashi and Taisvis. Rashi says very clearly that what you're going to do is you're going to bring these bundles of vines and you're going to get the elephant to step on top of these vines so that when the elephant walks up onto this lift, onto this step, by doing that, it will lift itself off the ground, and that in itself will be the Kenyan Akbar. Now, Bederich Agav, it's not really Agav, it's just Agav, because we're moving through this quickly. Rashi says that the bundles have to be three Tfachim tall. Because if they're not going to be three Tfachim tall, it's not going to be considered Agbar. And this is Shitas Rashi, throughout Shas, that Rashi holds that when you kind of something, you have to lift it more than three Tvachim off the ground. If you lift it, but it's still within three Tvachim from the ground, it doesn't constitute Kinyan Agba. And Rashi explains it right here. He says, because if you're less than three grounds off the ground, it's considered that you're on the ground based on the principle of Lovud. So we know the idea of Lovud, of so if you lift it less than three tefachim off the ground, it's still considered mechubah to the ground. If it's considered mechubah to the ground, it's not going to constitute agba. Rabbeinu Tam argues, Rabbeinu Tam says agba works even if you lifted a tefach. Agba, mashahu, that in itself would already constitute agba. But either way, that's how Rashi explains the Gemara. You take the chavilei's moiris, they're three tefachim tall, you put it on top. Tais has a problem with Rashi, that if that, all you're doing is, is creating a three tefach tall platform, then why did it have to be chavilei's moiris? The punchline of the Gemara's Inami is not Chavile's Moiris. The punchline is, is it's a platform and he walks on top of the platform and you're going to be done. Says Toysfis and he quotes one of the Bali Toysfis, Umafarish Harav Meshulim. There, Rav Meshulim said that you know what the Gemara means? It means something else. It means that you take Chavile's Moiris, you put it up in the ear, and you use that to prod the elephant to now jump up to want to get the Zmoiroz, to eat it, and by you doing that, you're causing the elephant to be lifted off the ground, and that in and of itself is going to be the Kenyan Akba. And Toysfah says, you know, I know my Pshad is right, because it's a Gemara, where the Gemara talks about whether Chavile Zmoiroz are Muktza on Shabbos or not. And the Gemara says, they're not Muktza. What are you using Chavile Zmoiroz for? Because that's what elephants eat. So said Reb Shulam, it's because if you want to get a, an elephant to jump, so what do you do? You put food up in here, and if he's really hungry, maybe he's going to jump to get the food. So it's not just a platform, a platform. It could have been rocks. It could have been wood. It could have been anything. The terrorist says you're not trying to get him to walk on it. You're trying to get him to jump towards it. That's the whole idea. And that's why the Gemara said, because that is, in fact, the whole point of the Gemara. You're going to get him to jump. Now, this... Toysfis is a chiddish really from two standpoints. There's the scientific chiddish, which is not our discussion, and there's the lumdus chiddish. The scientific chiddish is, can elephants jump? So apparently, Toysfis is suggesting that they could. Now, before you walk away from this Toysfis, 
thinking that Tosfus was of the opinion that an elephant can jump. Maybe Tosfus just means that the elephant is going to step on his, stand on his two back legs to get up. And, you know, if you've ever been to the circus, you know that elephants could do that. They could ride a tricycle. They could stand on their two feet. So that's something that maybe an elephant... Uh, so that's something that maybe elephants could do. But if you look in the Ritva, the Ritva says clearly that that wouldn't be Hagbah. And if Toysvah said that the concept of the Chavilei Smyrus is that the elephant's going to go up and grab it, it means it's going to have to get off all four of his legs. Toysvah seems to be saying that elephants could jump. The lumbus that you see in Toysvah is that usually when you think of Agba, you think that you have to lift it. Over here, Lamaisa, you're not the one that's lifting the elephant. You're causing the elephant to be lifted. Is that in and of itself... Hagba, or is that not Hagba? From places it would seem that if you cause something to be lifted, that's Hagba. Either way, that is the rest of the story with how we're kind of elephants.